Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Winds. I'm Kathleen Marple Kalb, and here are today's top local stories. A shooting in an Upper East Side deli early today left a 67-year-old worker dead and police looking for an unusual suspect. It happened at the Dewana Gourmet Deli at East 81st and 3rd Avenue. Guy in a hazmat suit and a mask robbed the place, then shot the 67-year-old worker in the head. The worker was pronounced dead at the scene, his name not yet released. The suspect got away. He was last seen speeding southbound on 3rd Avenue on a scooter, still wearing the hazmat suit. Homicide rulings in the deaths of two men after nights out in Hell's Kitchen gay bars last year. Mom Linda Clary says she always knew her son John Umberger was drugged when he was last seen alive leaving Q Bar in Hell's Kitchen with two unidentified men last year. This is something I, as a mother, have known since June, since June 1st. The Emmy said Friday Umberger's death along with Julio Ramirez's, who was also last seen alive in April, leaving another nearby gay bar, the Ritz, with three unidentified men, were homicides. Both men's bank accounts drained. There wasn't a lot of attention given to any of the grand larceny cases and the other cases. I think they, hopefully things will begin to move along now. Julie Walker, 10 Ted Wins on 92.3 FM in Hell's Kitchen. Word of another possible subway surfing tragedy. Police say a 14-year-old boy was on a northbound number 5 train just after 8 p.m. when he fell to the tracks near the 180th Street station, an outdoor elevated stop. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The Post reports police are looking into whether this was another subway surfing incident. They're looking for witnesses, surveillance video. The death comes just days after a 15-year-old was killed while riding on a J train on the Williamsburg Bridge. That boy was subway surfing and hit his head on part of the structure, fell under the plane, the train, and was pronounced dead at the scene. There are questions in Patterson after a man known for working with violence intervention group there was killed in a police shooting after a standoff. Najee Seabrooks was shot by a Patterson officer yesterday afternoon. Police said they had no choice but to fire when he brandished a knife. But people who worked with Seabrooks in the Patterson Healing Collective say officers should have let them help de-escalate the situation. They questioned if the shooting was justified. Congressman Bill Pascrell worked with the organization. He told News 4 New York. Another family, very sad. Uh, the, the organization uh, that was represented, I just got the money last month to try to help them, to help people on the street. State Attorney General is investigating the shooting. More details are emerging on the apparent ambush shooting of two New Jersey state troopers in Patterson Thursday. It's all in the surveillance video, says New Jersey Attorney General Matt Platkin, a shadowy figure emerging from between parked cars, assuming a shooting stance and firing. Thankfully, Mr. Timmons did not succeed in the attempted murder of these two troopers. But it certainly wasn't for a lack of trying. A day and a half after allegedly firing those shots in Patterson, Platkin says Jaquise Timmons has been arrested in South Carolina. He's facing a litany of charges, among them two counts of attempted murder. At the time of the shooting, the troopers were involved in the investigation of an attempted break-in of a home on East 26th Street hours earlier. Timmons was one of the suspects being sought in that attempted break-in. Platkin says the trooper shot in the leg should be out of the hospital soon. The investigation is ongoing. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. LGBTQ plus groups are still not welcome at Staten Island's St. Patrick's Day Parade tomorrow, which has a lot of allies boycotting the event. Now they may be able to do something else. The Pride Center is organizing a restaurant call to support the West Brighton businesses who've supported them. Carol Bullock is the center's executive director. All along, we've said we didn't want to ruin the parade. We didn't want to hurt businesses. And I don't think we are. I think it's them 
by not allowing us to march. So we've had so much positive support and that's why we've come up with this crawl for all to say thank you for all of that support. The Pride Center plans to leave the crawl for all on March 18th. Exact details are coming soon. Stop that! The city is expanding its noise camera program to crack down on illegally modified mufflers. DEP Commissioner Beth DeFalco says they started with one camera in June of 2021 and plan to add seven more by the end of the year. We pair a camera uh, with sound meters and they're able to pick up um, any noise that's detected above 85 decibels 50 feet away from the camera. The fines are significant. The first summons is an $800 fine, $1,700 for a second, $2,500 for a third. Busted. The feds say they have caught two guys who have been knocking over ATMs in the Bronx for years. 44-year-old Ramadeo Balaram and 52-year-old Leonardo Ortiz charged with bank theft and conspiracy to commit bank fraud in a two-count indictment unsealed yesterday. Prosecutors say between March of 2021 and January 2023, these two guys and an unnamed co-conspirator stole more than a million dollars in at least 23 ATM burglaries. Each time, authorities say the men broke into small businesses and took all the cash from the store ATM and stole money from cash registers, cigarettes and alcohol, too. Fed say they chose targets by following an armored car that refilled ATMs. Both face up to 15 years in prison if convicted on all counts. Bringing back an iconic debate for a new audience. The debate, Baldwin versus Buckley, reenacts the discussion between black literary icon James Baldwin and conservative William F. Buckley. It starts a tour of the five boroughs today. Director Christopher McElroon tells 1010 Wins. The main reason we started to work on the piece, because the, the debate itself, although it took place in 1965, uh, it really hasn't aged. It, it could be a conversation and a debate that is taking place today. Tio F. Bougere is playing Baldwin. Eric T. Miller is Buckley. The first show is today at the Newhouse Center of Contemporary Art. A pioneering woman pilot and the LIRR's dog mascot are both honored in a new statue in Mineola. The statue was recently put up at Station Plaza. It shows Bessica Medlar Raish with Roxy the dog in her hand. Raish was the first woman to fly solo on September 16th of 1910. She took off alone in a biplane. Roxy was a real train-hopping dog who even rode with President Theodore Roosevelt. The bronze statue is part of the artwork for the new third-track mega-project. Each station will have unique pieces. A deadly hit-and-run in Brooklyn last night. Police say a 41-year-old woman and an 18-year-old man were walking together on Mermaid Avenue at West 24th Street around 9.30. Westbound truck just plowed into them. The woman was pronounced dead at the scene. The 18-year-old man taken to the hospital in stable condition. No IDs or other info on them just yet. Police say the truck left the scene and they're still looking for them. No other details on that right now. They do have an arrest in a hit-and-run from December. This happened around 6 p.m. at East 96th Street and 3rd Avenue. Police say a car hit a 40-year-old Siobhan Cintron and knocked her to the pavement. There, she was hit by an MTA bus and killed. Bus stayed on the scene. The car didn't, and police eventually tracked down the driver. They've arrested 23-year-old Donovan Stewart on leaving the scene of an accident. Landlords and tenants like it, but Governor Hochul's not sold on the idea of state housing vouchers just yet. The bill's intended as a New York version of Section 8, the federal housing voucher measure. It's under consideration in Albany right now. One of the few things that landlords and tenants can agree on, State Senator Brian Kavanaugh tells 1010 Wins, it's a good way to ease the housing crunch. The Section 8 program has been around for a long time. It's very successful, and a lot of people are using them, but the federal government has not been issuing new vouchers at a rate that you know, sufficient to keep up with demands. Governor Hochul not sold yet, though she is worried about the cost of running the program. 
Thanks for listening to the All Local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.